0: Every day
2: on CBS Sports Radio. You know what's every day. Moose and Taz be picking away. Talking about every sport. You know that they never miss a play. From the NBA to the NFL, the college games. They always bringing the knowledge. Nobody ever can try to go stop it. Only be talking the truth. Only be talking the truth. Hey. You know it's Taz and Moose. You know it's Taz and Moose.
1: Ay. All right. Taz of the Moose with you on this uh, Thursday morning, hour number two, CBS Sports Radio, as we come to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is more than a house. It's a personal paradise. Get yours with Rocket Mortgage. Push button, uh, get mortgage. Ryan Wilson, uh, CBS Sports HQ, NFL analyst and reporter, is going to join us uh, about 20 minutes from now, Taz, as... You know, uh, a lot of the, uh, you know, some interesting NFL news going on there. The investigation uh, does continue, uh, and we'll see exactly where that leads. Uh, Roger Goodell uh, yesterday preaching, uh, preaching patience. And let's play a little bit of the commissioner yesterday. Here is Goodell uh, talking about everything, and we discussed it earlier in the week. Uh, you know, the do-your-job film crew, uh, Browns, Bengals, filming the, uh, the Bengals sideline for eight minutes. Uh, the NFL does have the film. Uh, the Patriots and Bill Belichick are saying he had no idea what the hell was going on and it was not us. Here is uh, Goodell on that investigation.
2: I think the, the key things are the new information that we have, that information we obviously already have. But I think the issue is what information do we have from this incident? Do you anticipate a decision by the end of the season? I I don't have an anticipation. We're going to be thorough, and we're going to to get all the facts, and we'll go from there.
1: Well, I guess my question is, what are you investigating here? This is is not, you know, you're looking at, you have the film, right? You have the video. Right, right. Um, you, You know the people that were there that were working for the New England Patriots that day. Uh, you have the comments publicly by Bill Belichick. I mean, there's plenty of people you could talk to. I mean, how long does this investigation <clears> need to go on? Six, seven months here, does I mean, yeah, this is not. I, a, you
3: know, I, we're not curing cancer here. No, I know. I mean, I, how,
1: how I, long no. do you need this investigation to go on? For? I
3: agree with you. Look, I, 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 I agree with the commissioner that you get. You know, he wants to make sure everything. He got it, He's got to investigate it. Investigated. I got that. But it, this should not take long. To your point, this is not. They set the. Look, the Patriots sent a three-person crew to shoot footage for their web series, which we looked at the web series, you and I. It's a legit web series, and I'm the first guy to rip the Patriots, but i got to tell you, it actually is really cool, their web series. And when you hear web series, if you're not on top of the way things work on the Internet with programming and stuff, it sounds like, ah, whatever, it's a cheap thing. Calling this just a web series, which is correct, it's more than that, though. This just like a full-blown, looks like a Netflix show, like a full-blown <clears throat> production. Well, so you know this better than anybody, Taz. They spent money on it. They spent a lot of money on what they're doing with this. The opens, there. the everything. videos. Dude, the that, whole thing. Right, it's everything. not cheap. No, it's not cheap at all. And it's produced really, really well. A production's top flight. So anyway, um, that has nothing to do with Roger Goodell, what he's saying, but the commissioner, look, he's, he is going to, take his time. I don't agree with taking your time. I think he... Instead, I understand don't rush to judgment, but I do think you got to give people a timeline. It shouldn't take you that long, to your point, Moose. This is like you sit around with your closest people in your office, Mr. Goodell, and it takes you three, four hours, and you're good. I mean, there's really not much more to look into here.
1: Well, and the other thing... I'm not going to try and be a, a patriot apologist, but I, I will be <clears throat> for the National Football League do your due diligence, you know, do whatever you need to do, get all the information you can get, make a decision, and you move on. The yeah. longer that this lingers, Taz, the the more focus comes on this. And, that, and that's the issue that I would have for the National Football League. They obviously, they, they want to get to the truth and get to the bottom of it, but they also, you, you've got to... You want you want to be hearing about this investigation when the Patriots are playing a playoff game?
3: No, I mean, no. Don't no. you
1: want to be focused on the game? You do. And don't look, you, right. Aren't you doing yourself as a as a league a disservice if this is still going on five six weeks ago five right. six weeks right. from now? And
3: it sounds like the Pats are guilty in this thing. And if they are guilty, they repeat. I mean, they repeat offenders already. I mean, uh, the last time this cost uh, with the Spygate gimmick, it cost uh, Belichick what like a half million dollars himself. Yeah, and, you know. I mean, so it was like you draft know, choices. Yeah, everything it was a huge thing. So, uh, Belichick's ain't got nothing to do with this. And like I said the other day, man, on our show here, I-, I feel like Belichick's telling the truth. I don't think he has something to do with this. I think people around him have a lot to do with this. And for them to, w- would we say yes, how long was that, the, ha- the shot? Eight minutes. Eight minutes of shooting shooting the sideline for a locked shot. And I discussed on the air, and I you know brought up some things about stock footage. A lot of times, you know this, when, when people go to shoot TV somewhere, shoot something for a web series or what have you. They get stock footage. They get a frozen shot. They call it where they just have it to use as B roll, a, a second footage Skyline. of the A roll. Right, exactly. So, so you can make the production look better. Yeah, you don't need a locked shot, dude. For stock, for, uh, a lock shot for eight minutes. No, usually those are about fifteen seconds. Yeah, all you need is about a minute's worth of footage, and you're good. That's it, right? That's what you so, need. One minute. Uh, yeah,
1: know. and and yeah, and because well,
3: they'll splice it up. That's my point. About one yeah, minute.
1: Yeah. yeah, and and Taz, that that that's the point here. I you know I don't know you know if. There have been reports that it was the the coaches they were filming or whatever or that that's what was on the video. I, I don't, you know, I haven't seen the video. You haven't seen that. Nobody knows exactly. Or we're seeing these. these I don't reports think anyone's going to
3: see the video, dude. No, They're I don't think gonna anyone's
1: going to. Right, but uh, you know, I don't know what to believe in terms of the, some of the reports that are out there. Uh, because I I do think that you know some people that uh, that put stuff out there in the media there is a slant to it. So I don't know exactly what to believe. I do know this. <clears throat> For the National Football League, for Goodell, when he's asked that question, I know you're not going to say, well, it'll be done in three weeks from now. And if it's not done in three weeks, then all of a sudden you're saying, well, commissioner why isn't this not done in three weeks? You said it would be done. But to say, I, you know, I don't know when. You know, if I'm one of the owners in the National Football League, I'm Jerry Jones, uh, I'm John Mara, I'm the Roonies, whatever it might be, Taz. I'd, be like, I'd call the commissioner up and be like, listen, do whatever you need to do. I don't care how many people you need to hire to investigate this and send people up to New England and send people out to Cincinnati and Cleveland, whatever. Whatever you need to do to pick the steam up on this thing, you don't want this thing hanging over this league's head come the postseason. That's
3: the last thing you want to have happen. I disagree with what you just said there. And I'm going to tell you why I disagree with you. Let me hear. Because I don't think any of those NFL owners are going to, Say anything to Goodell about picking the steam up and picking the pace up on getting this thing done. I think they're all laying out, dude, because I think some of them might be involved with stuff like this too. Uh, You know, some sketchy stuff. I'm just saying you you don't want. It's just like we talked about with the Astros with stealing signs and with the technology. And no other team, no other baseball, no other major baseball team said a word. Nobody, you know.
1: and, And well, they didn't go on record. That's not true. They didn't go on record and put their name to it. Okay, well. That, there were guys in baseball of, that's that That's a big said, difference. I agree with you. That's I'm a big say, difference. Right, but they did comment on it, but they wouldn't put their name to
3: it. Anonymously, they did. Correct. All right, but, dude, you know, that's a big difference. That you is a big
1: difference. I, I agree with you. That yeah. is a difference, but I, I just want to make it be known that people okay. did talk about it. But it's not like they were asked and said, no comment. I'm moving on with my you know. right, right, There were guys that, and, and or I should say guys and gals, uh, you know, women and men in, in baseball. I, I have no idea who the sources are, male or female, but there were people that were willing to say stuff. Off, you know, on the record, but without their name, so that that's a different, that's an honest. Choice. Right. I'll tell you this, stats You might be right about the owners. If I owned a team, I'd be calling the commissioner.
3: If you were clean,
1: it, uh, right. hold on. But, if you owned a team and you were clean, but I'm going on the assumption that I'm clean, right? But you know, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not filming the sideline. I'm not doing any kind of this right. stuff. No, I know.
3: But I'm saying, if you are a team that, let's say hypothetically, it's the Raiders, and let's say the Raiders are sketchy, let's say they're they're. They got something going on with their their Spygate Jones. They're doing something along those lines. Yeah, they, they're, they're not going to contact. Goodell. Oh,
1: I, I Say don't. A word. I, no, I agree. But if I but if I'm one of these owners that does everything on the up and up, I'm right. calling. I'm calling Goodell. Like the Bills,
3: they do everything on the up and up. Well, well supposedly, <laughs> Pete the Body's face is great. Right
1: but now. the point being, Taz, though, is is for the overall health of the league. That's that's you know the point that I'm trying to make. Is I, I know what you're saying. The overall health the of the league. Right, right. If gotcha. I'm if I'm invested in this league, I, I I want this league to be successful. I want people to be watching. I don't want them getting caught up. There's been too much nonsense with the officiating and the referee and what's pass interference and what's not pass interference. Take it over. What's a catch and what's not a catch. Uh, the last thing I need is another stupid Pats investigation dragging on here for months. Always I mean, Deflake. But how long did Gate drag on for? Oh,
3: God, forever. Forever. Oh, my God.
1: I mean, it's forever. the
3: same team. I mean, jeez. I mean, if it keeps quacking, are we still going to question if it's a duck?
1: Well, that's it. Anytime I mean, you got on. Bill Nye, the science guy, hopping on, giving you his thoughts on terms of how cold weather could affle- affect the
3: how deflated or inflated a football is, that's a problem. Can we get him on tomorrow, My, Mike, uh, the guy with the balls?
0: Bill Nye? Yeah. I'd love to try.
3: All right. I actually, I'm off tomorrow. Yeah. It's, it's to interview him. Yeah. Um,
0: Sounds
3: <laughs> 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 no. like I'm
1: done. <laughs> here is uh, I'm oh, sorry, here is Commissioner Roger Goodell uh,
2: uh, Talking about uh,
1: playoff seating Take a listen
2: Teams go into the season, the first objective is to win the division That's what they work on If we win Obvious. the division, we get in the playoffs um, And that is something that we've considered over the years I have not heard that This year, I don't anticipate hearing it again Again, it's been discussed in the past But I, I don't see that as an issue now if it comes up we'll certainly have the conversation but i don't anticipate it.
3: What, what is he talking
2: about
1: well i mean i i think this is a basically direct correlation to the nfc east okay. the fact I, I that know. you're going to have a team that's terrible we discussed it uh oh no i know that i didn't know what he was referencing no he's referencing the fact that you're going to
3: have a yeah, team yeah the nfc east yeah correct
1: a, a team with a better record going on the road right right first round of the playoffs against a team i mean its potential the Cowboys or Eagles can win that division being under 500. I know. And you're saying, well, the question is, do you reseed, right? Do you look at it and say, okay, well, we're going to reward you for winning the division, but if you're a bad we can't continue to reward you and give you a home playoff game Right, we're going to put you on the road because you know said wild card team's got a better record than you.
3: <laughs> Remember, I told you I put a, a poll up about the NFC who's going to Super Bowl and the AFC who's going to Super Bowl on my personal Twitter. The yeah, Cowboys
1: were one of those teams, right? Correct. And I right.
3: had people, not a lot. Some people would like tweet me like, "Hey, man, why do you even have the Cowboys on that list?" And I said, "I have the Cowboys on that list because as we put the poll up, okay, that's who's they're first place in the division." Yeah. No matter if you like them or not, no matter if they you, they stink or not, or whatever you may think of the Dallas Cowboys, they all first place in the frickin' NFC East. Yeah. So You're, I put the Cowboys, I put the Niners, I put the Pack, I put the Saints. Why are they going to get a hard time here? Well,
1: you know, I, I think it's a case of, well, realistically, do you think the Packers uh, or do you think the, uh, the Cowboys could get themselves to a Super Bowl? No. Well, I think that's probably why people are tweeting about that.
3: But, I mean, if, if a guy puts a poll up, dude. Yeah. With the leaders of each division as your options, mm. why do you got to go? I mean, is that a troll job? Like, what are you doing? Well, yeah, well, they've, they've obviously gotten
1: the reaction from you they wanted.
3: All right. There's the answer I was looking no. for. I guess so.
1: You're bothered by the fact that, that people got bothered by you putting the Cowboys in, and,
3: and they've won. I put up as the poll went No, I get up. why you did it. Yes, I you get why. You don't want to read it. the tweet? Right. No,
1: no, read it. Read, let's hear it's where are we at? The, where the results? Oh, you have the tweets or the polls? I have results. everything. I have, okay. I have, I have all where the information
3: the... you need, sir. I'm an okay. analytics guy. You the know last that. time we talked, the 49ers were leading it. They won. Okay, they won. On my poll. Okay. As the poll went up, they, me and the Cowboys, are first place in NFC East. I know all the teams stink in that division. Each team is in first place in their division. The guy's name is It's Okay Not To Love the Holidays. That's his Twitter handle. It's really uplifting. Just another one of my followers. Uh,
1: it's okay not to. I love instead
3: of Santa Claus saying ho, 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 it says no, no, no. Oh, my God. What a loser. Ah. I didn't say that about the guy. You ah. did.
1: I'm sorry. Can you? I feel like that's just raining up. Here. No, no, no.
3: Why do you hate the holidays? Because people are happy. Maybe he's depressed on holidays. Some people get depressed on holidays. I don't want to be negative. I'm
1: not saying that, but it's one thing. Listen, everyone. I understand people go through struggles of depression. I'm not talking about right. the fact of mental health. What I'm talking about the fact is, it seems like he loves to hate on the holidays. It brings him joy to rain on the holidays, and that on puts on Twitter a smile pulse. on his face, and on Twitter polls, and he and he takes joy, and maybe a little stronger to say he's a loser, but. He's a little, <laughs> a little strong. Yeah. He's a, he was certainly strong in, in knocking your Twitter poll.
3: He was definitely strong on that. And, and, and you were bothered by that. I am. And so not only
1: does he hate Santa and Rudolph in the holidays, he hates, he hates Taz's polls.
3: Right, he does. But yet he still follows me, right? <laughs> that's amazing. No, that's social media. That's you know, it. I mean, I, really, that is it. I and mean, that's, that's social media. That's, uh,
1: that's what we have. Um, here is Roger Goodell, the NFL Commissioner, on the officiating this year.
2: Consistency is the number one thing we're always trying to achieve. Yes, um, and we every year have engaged in changes that have been designed to make us more consistent and better. Yeah. Obviously, the standard keeps getting higher um, as we add new elements. That's a standard, God. but two, you know, I think what people see nowadays with technology is much greater than it was even five years ago. Uh, clearly 10 or 15. I think our officials do you an know, outstanding job, but we always seek this to be And talks. And we will engage in that. We have engaged in that. God. And I promise you that will
3: continue. I mean, dude, not for nothing. Talk about a guy not be able to hold an audience. I, 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 I want to smash my face into a pipe when I hear him talk. I mean, it's like he's got no energy. Well, he's not, not Macho Man Randy Savage, no, God bless I, his soul. I know. Screaming, <laughs> snap into a Slim gym. I'm not expecting him to cut a wrestling promo. Right. But, you know, yeah, Adam Silver talk or this other guy. I mean, there's some energy. This guy's got no energy. It's like, what does he got, low blood pressure? What is uh, he, mundane Jones? What is he doing? Well, yeah, I... I'm it, not the only one who feels this way no, about him. No, his
1: delivery's a little weak. I'm, I'm, Thank you. But if you, if you, you know, cut through that and, you know, if you hear it, when he says, well, we're constantly making changes, well, you're adding stuff onto the plate of officials. And in a game that gets faster every single year because the athletes get better every single year, Taz, uh, aren't you making their job even more difficult when you're looking at consistency and you're changing the game? And you're adding replay. Aren't you making it even more difficult for them to do their job? As critical as we are, as much focus is on on every single NFL game yeah, each no. and every week. Absolutely. Isn't that job even more difficult now than it was before?
3: Absolutely. How do you that Absolutely. consistency? If you're if you are uh, an official, yeah, you, it's definitely much harder on them. Sure. And the consistency. You no, know, they got they got the rule where you can call PI if you're a coach and throw the red flag. Yeah. And they haven't turned out. I think they turned it over once. Those officials are ticked about it. You know what I mean?
1: They're bothered by it. It's been it, they've they've picked it up last couple weeks, but yeah, at one point in time it was just like basically one. But yeah, it's tough. It's tough if you're an NFL official right now. We'll get into the investigation, the officiating, playoff seating, some of the comments by Roger Goodell yesterday. Ryan Wilson's going to join Taz and myself. Covers uh, the National Football League for CBS Sports HQ. He's an analyst and reporter, friend of the show. He'll join us next. Taz Moose, CBS Sports Radio.
4: It's Taz and the Moose
1: on CBS Sports Radio.
0: It's Taz and the Moose on CBS
1: Sports Radio. All right, CBS Sports Radio's toll free line of 855 2124 CBS is brought to you by Geico. Great news, quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico, go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. And Sunday, the NFL on CBS features a key AFC South showdown between Deshaun Watson and the Texans taking on the Titans, while others will see Casey hosting Denver plus. Other regional action, it all begins with JB and the guys setting up the day on the NFL Today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific only on CBS. We'll be joined here. Uh, by Ryan Wilson, um, and we'll uh, chat we'll, a little NFL with him. He'll be joining us here uh, momentarily. Uh, Heller's in the house. Uh, first update for him this morning because we blew him off in our yeah. number one. I'm not
0: offended.
3: It's cool. We're yeah, all good. I apologize. You didn't, go away. you didn't go away in anger, which is good. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, and I know you guys are looking for an update. I still have not found the right ornament. I don't want to get into that again, but uh, the, the Buffalo Bill ornament, I'm still working on it. So. Keep us posted. Oh, you know, I will. Please. I'll, I'll yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe you should do your update um, because yeah. once Ryan's available, we're going to blow
0: you we're up. Totally. So go Understood. Ahead, Here we yeah. go. Take this report luck. sponsored by the NFL. Thanks to you, Huddle for 100 surpassed its goal of 100 million minutes. Volunteer in your community this holiday season to spread the spirit of service. Log your minutes at NFL.com slash Huddle for 100. Steven Strasburg and Anthony Rendon both now have seven-year, $245 million contracts. Just with two different teams, while Strasburg staying with the Nats, Rendon is headed for the Angels. The third baseman's deal has no opt-out and a no-trade clause. Other signings, reliever Blake Trinan goes to the Dodgers for one year, Tanner Roark to the Blue Jays for two years, Michael Waka to the Mets for one. NBA Kawhi Leonard's first trip back to Toronto since the Raptors Championship Parade. He got his ring, he got a standing ovation, and then he scored 23 points as his Clippers beat the Raptors 112-92.
2: For me, as far as playing, um, you know, for the city, the chapter been kind of closed uh, when, once I came over with the Clippers, but um, still led the city. Um, you know, those guys uh, on the team, the players, the coaching staff, I still have love for them, and I wish them the best.
0: And speaking of the best, the Lakers and the Bucks are still tied for the best record at 22 3. The Bucks won their 16th in a row, 127 112 over the Pelicans without Giannis, who sat out with a quad injury. The Lakers topped the Magic in Orlando 96 87. LeBron James finished with 25 in a triple double. James Harden, 55. Rockets topped the Cavs 116 110. Kemba Walker scored 44 to a loss. As the Celtics fell to the Pacers, 122-117. The Warriors now have the worst record, 5-21. and They lost to the Knicks in overtime, 124-122. The Knicks snapping a 10-game losing streak. College basketball, Michigan losing at Illinois, 71-62. The Wolverines came in ranked number five. Week 15 in the NFL kicking off tonight. Ravens can clinch the AFC North with a win over the Jets in Baltimore. College football coaching news. Former Florida State coach Willie Taggart will replace Lane Kiffin at Florida Atlantic, Colorado State, hiring former BC head coach Steve Adazio. NHL Coaching News, the Sharks fired Pete DeBoer, who was in the middle of his third season. Guys?
1: All right. Uh, Thank you, Brad. Thanks, Heller. Let's hit the guest line right now. Ryan Wilson joins us, covers the National Football League for CBS Sports HQ, analyst and reporter. Friend of the show. Uh, happy holidays, Ryan. What's going on, brother?
4: What's up, Ryan? Good morning, guys. How you guys doing? What's we're, going going on, well? we're,
1: we're doing well. We're doing well. You know, a number <laughs> of things to hit upon. You know, what do you make of everything surrounding this Do Your Job web series, the Pats, and the latest NFL investigation up there uh, with what the what New England's doing here, Ryan?
4: Look, if this were the Buffalo Bills, no one would care. Oh. It, it, it's just a, a pattern we've seen over more than a decade now, and Look, man. Part of me believes Bill Belichick when he he said now on three different occasions that look we have nothing to do with the video crew, we had nothing to do with this. But the other part of me has seen historically what has happened and what they've done, and you're like, all right, well, how is this? How is this difficult? Why? Why do you? How does this keep happening just to you and no one else? And you wonder, okay, well, what's what's the what's the plan here? You're the best coach in the NFL. You have the best quarterback in the NFL. You have the best defense in the NFL. You guys can win without having to sort of find the gray area, and you keep fighting the gray area. And look, I don't know what the situation was in the press box in the Browns game, but if I'm asking questions at the NFL, I'm like, all right, so you're interviewing this advanced scout for do your job. Can you explain to me why the camera was pointed at the, at the Bengals sidelines for eight minutes?
3: Eight minutes, dude. Eight minutes. So let's and say, me- hey right, let's say they were they were they were videoing stock footage to use as b-roll at some point in this because the website i don't know if you ever watched it. moose and i actually looked at it yesterday during the show it's actually legitimate like it's a really well-produced web series they have like they put a lot of money in this thing Mm -hmm. but you know to your point of eight minutes like if you're you know videoing footage to use as stock footage hypothetically okay you don't need eight minutes worth of it you know that's that's a lot locked in on the (laughs) sideline really you, look,
4: it gets you in the. It sets the mood. Taz, you need eight minutes to set up everything. And by the way, <laughs> when the guy taking the video, who apparently was contracted, says to the to the security person in the press box, "Hey, man, let's just delete this video yep. and forget it all. It all ever happened." Yep. That that to me is sort of a red flag.
3: It's a little sketchy.
4: Yeah. It's a little sketchy. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, it's you know, it's weird. I, I just don't understand what they're doing, and I, I'll be interested to see how the NFL decides to punish them if they do. Um, well, right.
1: One thing uh, I. You know, Taz and I were talking about it uh, in terms of the timeline here. Um, you know, are they going to really have this thing drag on uh, like the, these other investigations? Don't you know? Don't you think it would be best for the league to kind of uh, get this rectified one way or the other? And have some, I mean, it, we're not curing cancer here. Uh, it should be. It shouldn't take that long to investigate what was transpiring there. No. Uh,
4: you think? I saw a report. I think Pro Football Talk reported this yesterday that uh, he talked to six AFC guys and. Three of them, I think, felt like the the tape should be released to the team so they could see what it was, and, and maybe a few others thought that it should be released publicly as well, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, you would think, but you never, like I said before, when this first broke, someone said to me, "What's going to happen?" I said, "You never know." The NFL suspended Tom Brady four, four games for. sort of made-up Deflategate thing, and I think everyone was on the same side about that being silly, and then we know about what happened with Spygate, and then the other sort of random punishments that happens to players and or teams through the years. It just seems like Roger Rodgersville spins a wheel, and wherever it lands, (laughs) that's what he decides punishment-wise. So I guess we have to wait for him to decide when he's going to spin the wheel.
3: Exactly. So if we shift gears and talk about MVP, so what's the deal, Roy? Do you think, uh, like a lot of folks feel, like it's Lamar Jackson's to lose?
4: Yeah, I've been... On this Lamar Jackson MVP bandwagon for a while, it's just he's just so incredibly fun to watch, and he's doing it in a way that doesn't require him to throw for 350 yards every week. He just beats you every every way imaginable, and then some ways he couldn't even think of. And he's so much fun. And the only concern I have is just taking hits. We saw it with RG3. We've seen it a little bit with Carson Wentz, but ironically, he got hurt in the last game, thigh injury. Throwing the football. He said he heard it on throwing that 61-yard touchdown pass to Hayden Hurst. He's going to be okay, so he's going to play this week. Um, no uh, reports of late-night bowling, so I think he's good to go. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I mean, who else is in it? Deshaun Watson had, you know, laid, a, laid a nag a few weeks ago, right? or last week, actually. Um, there's Russell Wilson, of course, but I feel like Russell Wilson is now a one-man show in Seattle. He can't do it every week even though he comes close. Uh, every week we do a ballot at CBS Top 5. This week, number five, Ryan Tannehill, baby, here he comes. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> um,
1: you know, That's funny. When, you know they're playing obviously tonight against the Jets. The Jets, uh, you know, one drama story after another. Do you think it's going to be one and done for Le'Veon Bell wearing a Jet uniform one year, and they'll get rid of him
4: after this season? Well, Ryan? you guys know that Le'Veon and, and Jamal Adams have been reported reportedly uh, going to be traded as a possibility. I'm taking a deep sigh because I, I know Adam Gates didn't want to sign Le'Veon Bell to all that money. He's there. Oh. So are you going to blow up the team next year and start over after what happened this year when you did a terrible job uh, in terms of bringing Sam Darnold along and, and sort of all the headaches that came with that? I, look, if you can move Levy and Bell, fine, go for it. I'm not sure Jamal Adams getting him off the team solves a bunch of problems. feels like it creates more than it solves. Um, but – to me, the bigger issue is how is Adam Gase going to fix this, and why is Sam Darnold still the way, not playing any better than he's supposed to be playing because you're the quarterback whisperer. So you can trade all the guys you want, but you better have a plan. doesn't seem like he does, and I don't know how. But I guess the real question is which New York team is going to be worse next year. I think right now the Giants have a slight advantage in terms of being worse, but the Jets, if they trade away all these players, it could be a conversation that they're, they're both uh, racing for the bottom.
3: I mean, speaking on the Jets, though. I mean, what, and you mentioned, you know, Ryan. You mentioned Gaze. I mean, how long do you think he lasts? I mean, as as the as the head cheese there with the Jets. I mean, because this is like he's not exactly between, you know. Between, I, mean, I, I mean, really, it's like the, there could be a chance that he's gone before anybody knows it. You know, before the season ends, as the season ends, I should say.
4: Yeah, it sounds like he he, he may more than likely be back next year, and on some level, I understand that you you, you sometimes need more than a year to to. To do what you want to do. Right. I, I, yeah. I, I get all that, but I mean, have there been any signs of real progress? I mean, they beat the Dolphins last week. Big, throw a parade, you beat the Dolphins in the last second field goal after a defensive pass interference got you the ball back. Um, yeah, I, I just don't see the progress, and that's sort of what you're looking for. Like in Arizona, okay, Cliff Kingsbury's won three football games, but they have the pieces in place, kind of gets a little better each and every week. The Absolutely. defense stinks, you yep. can fix that. But what's Adam Gase done? I don't see it. And like him and Freddie Kitchens are two guys that probably mm. should be one and done. But here's the thing that I always say when people get fired up about getting rid of guys. All right, you better have a plan B. You're gonna fu- there'll be eight probably guys fired this year. There are always seven or eight guys. There aren't seven or eight coaches you can hire that are gonna come in and fix your football team. So that's what you need to have in sort of in the back of your mind because you can fire whoever you want, but if you bring in a guy who's worse than the guy you just fired, guess what? It's not going to work out.
1: Um, you know, when when you look at uh down in Dallas, do you believe Jerry Jones that uh, they have had no conversations with Urban Meyer? <laughs>
4: uh, no, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh look, here's here's my theory about how the coaching search will go assuming that Jason Garrett at some point gets relieved. Uh uh, Jerry Jones does not like Jimmy Johnson, and Jerry Jones doesn't like Jimmy Johnson for a few reasons, I would imagine. One that pops into my head is that Jimmy Johnson took credit for winning all those Super Bowls, and Jerry Jones wants to take credit. I think that's in part, this is my conspiracy theory, why um, Jason Garrett lasted so long. Because J- Jimmy Jones, could, uh, Jerry Jones could say whatever he wanted to the media, said, I did this, I did that, and he knows Jason Garrett isn't going to pipe up. So you bring in someone like Urban Meyer... Urban Meyer's not going to sit on the sidelines when that team starts to win a football game and say, oh, yeah, this is all Jerry Jones's genius, fix the football team. I deserve none of the credit. And I, that's going to be the real sort of butting of heads. It's also why someone like Ron Rivera, I don't know if he would be willing to buy into that, even though I think he would be great for that football team. So we'll see what happens. It wouldn't surprise me if Jason Garrett signs a 10-year contract. It, you just never know what's going on. I would love for someone to Urban Meyer, like Urban Meyer to be in Dallas. Um give that offense a chance because I feel like they don't have a chance sometimes some of the things Jason Garrett does. But we'll see. I suspect that they've had some sort of communication. Um, There's no reason not to. You can certainly talk to whoever you want uh, if he's not currently employed by the NFL team. And and Urban Meyer has hinted that he wants to coach. So that seems like a guy I would call first.
2: Yeah,
3: no doubt. And, you know, Moose and I were talking about that about a week or so ago. And and I was bringing up the fact that to the point you kind of just made, Ry, like I I don't – I think it's going to be difficult for any coach – Especially an Urban Meyer type. Let's just say I know he wouldn't be, you know, like a Nick Saban. I don't think those type of men are going to be subservient, right, at any time to Jerry Jones or any owner. You know what I mean? So, I, 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 do you think there's more of a chance that we could see someone, maybe a younger guy, you know, uh, coming out of college, you know, a college coach coming in there, or something like that? that maybe a guy like that might have uh, a better look to go in and be the Dallas Cowboys head coach, Jeff Brom type guy, or Scott Frost, uh, you know, Matt Rule.
2: What Matt the Rule, yeah. Guys? yeah. yeah,
4: Matt Rule's a, a hot name. He was a hot name last year, and we were just talking about Adam Gase. He would be the Jets head coach right now if they wouldn't have allowed him to hire his assistants. They would, didn't want to do that. And Matt Rule, even as a young guy, said, look, I'm not walking into that situation with my hands tied behind my back and asking me to fight a Tiger. That, that's just not going to work out. Right. So maybe there's a little more leeway. The good news in Dallas is that, that Stephen Jones, Jerry's son, handles a lot of that stuff, too, and he, he's a little more, uh, I think, uh, less overbearing and, and sort of more open-minded. So maybe that situation where he could sell this on, on, on someone, uh, maybe a little younger. People always mention Lincoln Riley. Maybe Lincoln Riley at some point wants to coach. He's still in his 30s, and he is the mayor. No, he's like, he's the governor of Oklahoma. He can do whatever he wants down there. You come into Dallas, you got people to answer to. You're not recruiting. You have to. You, have to wait, you, know, you have to wait on the draft and these guys you can sign. I don't know if he would do that right now. Maybe Matt Rule. He was interested last year. Would be uh, uh, an easier get, so to speak. But again, he made it clear that he's not going to come into a situation where he's just a puppet, and then you can blame everything on him when you win one football game.
1: You know, uh, Ryan. How deep does uh, I guess this championship contention? You look at the AFC and the NFC combined. How many teams do you think can win the Super Bowl this year?
4: The Ravens, the Chiefs. I have to put the Patriots in there, even though they do not look very good, only because they have a history of winning these things. The Saints, the 49ers, and, you know, I, I think that's it. I'm not sold on the Packers, even though they're 10-3. and three. The Cowboys, obviously, I mean, come on, they're leading their division. The issue with Seattle is it's just Russell Wilson. The defense hasn't played very well. I like the Vikings, but I just don't like Kirk Cousins in big games, even though he's played a little better this year. And the Texans they can't trust them. Uh, I mean, the Buffalo Bills and, and the Pittsburgh Steelers are fun stories, but let's be real. I don't think they're going to make a run to the Super Bowl. In fact, I think there's a better chance of Titans oh, sort of sneak uh, in. I'm a,
3: big, I'm, a, I'm a big Bills fan. Thanks. Appreciate that. Wait
4: a second. <laughs> so, what are you, you going to do Sunday night when Benny Still has to play the Bills? What, what, oh. you, what kind of
3: shirt are you wearing? Hey, dude, you want to hear something about Benny Snell? <laughs> we got something to tell you about Benny Snell. You ain't gonna, so, we're supposed to be on as a guest. I got to go there, Moose. Just yeah. because we don't this thing going with yeah, Ryan course, about yeah. Benny Snell. It was Friday, Moose? What, what day was uh, it? Yeah, it was Friday. Benny Snell was supposed to be on as a guest. No show. What? Yeah. No show. <laughs> How's that, I was dude?
1: like, <laughs> I, I, I was, Benny Snell was about to call into basically the, the, the most, be- there's no bigger fan on national radio than no. Taz is of Benny Snell. Like, he did himself a disservice. He was walking in basically to heaven. <laughs> Taz Taz would
4: have started referencing his high
3: school games.
4: Yeah, Taz is a kid standing at the fence after the football game with with the football to get signed, and Benny Snell says, "Get out of the way! Get out of the
3: way, kid!" Oh, all right. Well, look, I understand. Hey, so here's the deal, Ryan. I am done with (laughs) Mister Snell. I'm telling you,
4: man. That's a sad day. It is bad.
1: Uh,
3: Ryan Locke
1: out there in Denver. I'll tell you, um, and I know it's early. He's confident, has a swagger about him, makes all the throws. Uh, we know that he was kind of turnover-prone or a little errant with the football, a little bit too much of a gambler in Missouri at times, but he does, it, it looks like Elway finally found a quarterback.
4: Let's hope so. One game, but that one game was great against the Texans, as we talked about earlier. They just gave up in that game. But whatever, credit goes to, to Drew Locke as well. It makes you wonder why it took him so long to get on the field. I know he's on IR, quote-unquote, but he wasn't hurt that whole time. Joe Flacco didn't work out. Brandon Allen didn't work out, and that's okay. So now, I mean, this makes some sense. Denver's not going anywhere. You have three or four games left. Put him out there, the rookie. See what you have. And if it works out, great. If not, you can sort of plan around that in the off season. But he had a great start, and um, I liked him a lot. We talked about it in the spring, and, and I thought he would have a chance to be pretty good. He had one good game, and, and we'll see. I mean, don't forget, Daniel Jones had a barn burner when he came out against Tampa Bay. And everyone, You're right about that. Yeah, everyone was, was you know yelling at everyone else who didn't love Daniel Jones' number six overall. So we'll see. But it's a great start, and I'm happy for him. He's 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 a nice kid. Um, he said and did all the right things, even when things were sort of looking down. Not only during the draft process, but early in the in the NFL season, and um, his teammates seem to like him. So, look, those are all great things, and I hope he continues to play well.
1: I'll tell you this: uh, you know, Odell Beckham Jr. Where Taz and I have spent a lot of time talking about uh, you know over the course of the last year, two years since we've been doing the show, Ryan. Um, you know, the the drama just does not go away with Odell Beckham Jr. Is this going to be one and done for him? Uh, out there in Cleveland with the browns uh
4: three weeks ago I, I floated I got a lot of conspiracy theories. I floated another conspiracy theory after watching the the Patriots sort of muddle through another game offensively and seeing Tom Brady as frustrated as I've ever seen him. Do not be surprised, uh, according to my tinfoil hat um theories here. I feel like Odell Beckham's going to end up in New England. I just feel like it's going to happen in the off season a b didn't work out. he can't come back because um he still hasn't even the investigation hasn't been done with the n f l so who knows when he'll be cleared to play. And I feel like they need a receiver. They draft. They're going to pick late in the first round. They're not going to get a receiver there. They want someone older who's established who can make plays. And we've seen it before where these guys go to New England and suddenly get their acts together. And, look, it's not like Odell Beckham has has been Antonio Brown in terms of trying to get kicked off the Raiders. It seems like it's been a subtle sort of long game where he just – one thing you hear about, something else you hear about, the groin injury. Uh, He's not getting the looks and and all that. It is weird that he's not – been a bigger part of that offense it's it's strange in fact he 's a much better player he 's a better player, not a much better player than Jarvis landry um jarvis landry is, is the the engine that drives that offense he's had a great year but it, how does this not work and it makes you makes you wonder exactly what 's going on um, We see little clips about uh, Odell Beckham asking Jimmy Garoppolo to come get him like maybe he needs to ride after the game to go get pizza, but it sounded like he you know he wanted to get. Out of Cleveland, and I understand that as well. So yeah, I don't think he's going to be there. It Wouldn't make sense to keep him if he's not happy, and try to get something for him and keep building that team.
1: Yeah, hey Ryan, uh, great job as always. We appreciate the time this morning, and uh, and happy holidays to you and your family. And we'll be we'll be watching, we'll be reading. All right, thanks, you Ryan. Too. Thank you guys. You See got you, it, Ryan Wilson, a CBS Sports HQ uh, NFL reporter, NFL analyst, and maybe he's right. I mean, maybe Odell Beckham Jr. is the guy that's just never happy. No, he's not going to
3: Patriots. Ryan's wrong. What?
1: Well, I- you think he'll be done with the New? I think he's done in Cleveland.
3: I think he's done in Cleveland. He's not going to Patriots.
1: Well, maybe it's that my point? Being is put the Patriot thing aside, though Taz here. Right. He's always unhappy. I know the feeling. I'm always unhappy. No, you're not. Not like that. He's
3: always unhappy. I know. I always. Know. Like it feels like it's always somebody else's fault. He's always the victim. Yeah. Always the victim. No one likes people who are always the victim. Man up, son. Troy Aikman, the GM. We
1: get into that next. Taz, Moose, CBS Sports Radio.
4: It's Taz and the Moose
1: on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. John Elway have success in Denver? We've certainly seen John Lynch having success in San Francisco with the 49ers. Um, Could maybe Troy Aikman uh, be looking at uh, maybe being a successful transition from Hall of Fame quarterback to a really good analyst, number one team on Fox along with Joe Buck to maybe being a general manager in the National Football League. As Aikman admitted to Wanting
3: to potentially take on that challenge, not necessarily with the Cowboys, though. Man, I'm all in. I think Aikman would do a spectacular job at that. I really, really do. I do think that when you're covering football, or you're covering a sport, as an analyst, color commentator, for a long enough time. Like we saw, like a guy like Gruden go back into the game as a coach, different situation, but still he's a coach. But like GM, you know, uh, responsibility, whatever his title is, uh, making the money that he's making, Gruden. But the Raiders. But I do think when you're away from the game enough, and you're still in the game though, as an analyst, you see the game differently, you see the teams differently, you see the mistakes differently. Um, and I do think that's why a guy like him, like Aikman, just like Lynch, as you pointed out could be very successful as a general manager somewhere running a team. I really really believe it. I really do. You? Uh
1: I yeah, I, I don't disagree. Um I don't disagree. It's a matter of him getting that kind of opportunity. It's, you know, it's a big job certainly. Um and it's you're right in terms of you know, you're involved in the game but you're on the periphery and you're able to kind of take in, you meet with a lot of teams, you see how a lot of teams yep. are doing things. Uh, I'm sure you take mental notes and write stuff down of what you like what teams do and what certain teams don't do or what they do and that you don't like Taz. Uh I think it gives you kind of a, a great perspective because you're kinda of like the fly on the wall. Right. Uh right. when you're when you're a broadcaster. Um and well, these teams open up to you to you. Correct. Point. Yeah. 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 I mean you meet yeah. with the coaches before every game. I mean, yeah. I think it's yeah. on Thursday or Friday of game week. Yeah. You're out there in that respective city that's hosting the game and you're meeting with the coaches and and you're also meeting with some key uh, players on, on each team as well. So you kind of get a feel or a vibe in, in terms of what the game plan is going to be. So, yeah, I think it would work. Listen, if I was a Cowboy fan, I'd want him to be
3: the GM of the Cowboys. Yeah, I got a feeling that's not going to no, happen. No, but
1: that's not going to happen. I agree with you. I don't not think Jerry Jones, you know right, right, I don't think Jones is turning the team over no. to Troy Aikman. But that's, that's, that's the team I'd want to be the GM of. Well, especially
3: of. after the comments he just made recently. Correct. You know, Aikman made. You know what I mean? Um, I, I, I'm, I think he'd be spectacular. I do. I think he'd be spectacular. Um, I don't know where he's going to... I think, uh, you know, the old cliche expression, where they smoke this fire. I think with this, where they smoke this fire. By him throwing it out there, I think there's a chance he might have something lined up already or someone he's talking to. I mean, I do think he does a spectacular job. Him and Joe Buck as a team for Fox. I do think they're awesome together. And I'm not the biggest Joe Buck fan in the world, but I, I like him and Aikman together. I, uh, I really do. I just, I, I think Aikman's a... A spectacular uh, color commentator. So, um, I really do. He's. He, he's never. It's not about him, you know. Uh, it's not about him, you know. He's not. He's. It's. It's about the action. He brings you in the huddle. A little different than Romo. You know. I love Romo. I know you do. Yes, you know that. Been established, but he almost does... sometimes can make it about Romo. But I like that about Romo because he's uh, funny, you know.
1: Uh he, well, he's got a, and he's got a different style than anybody else that does it. Uh, I agree with you about Aikman. Uh, I feel, as I mentioned before, I use this term a lot. I feel taken care of as a uh, as a viewer uh, when when Aikman is doing the game. Now the question for him is would be, you know, what kind of opportunity would be the right opportunity? It'd have to be a stable franchise, it'd have to be, you know, stable ownership, you know, you'd have to have, you know, full control. You know, the one thing you would say is about, you know, Elway was a Hall of Famer and a Super Bowl champion with the Broncos, right? And took over when, when their owner, Pat Boland, God right. rest his soul, was in declining health and yeah. started running that franchise. You look at John Lynch, John Lynch had no no. Uh, you know, no uh, path or, or no connection, connection to the San Francisco yeah, 49ers, yeah. but uh, they certainly was a Stam- – uh, Lynch was a Stanford guy, right? So Northern That's California, right? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, you look at John Lynch, I'm sure he has roots in that area and a you know, well-respected guy around the National Football League, was uh, uh, doing his thing as a broadcaster as well, steps into that role in San Francisco. It'd have to be the right if – if I'm if i Aikman and I'm leaving Fox, Taz, I'd have to have full control – it also have to be with one of these stable franchises. I'm not leaving Fox for say the Washington Redskins. I would never want to work for Daniel Snyder. You know, it have to be one of those teams where you know it's like the Giants, the Steelers. You know, the you know one of those kind of you know stablehood
3: fa- yeah, stable right. foundation franchises in the NFL. Yeah, no, no, I'm with you. I, I, and Aikman's a sharp guy. He's a smart man. I, you know he's been around the block a couple times. So. I think he'll make the right decision. It's got, and you're right. It's got to be the right club that he goes to, and he's going to need full creative control, full control in general. You know, he's going to need that, and uh, I, you know, he's going to probably make a, a, a boatload of money if this happens. And you know, you know, going in, if you bring him in as your GM and to run your football operation, you know, you got to pay this guy a lot of money. Oh, Moose, I might get you this for Christmas. If I get your gift, I might not get you nothing. Oh, thank you. Look at that ornament.
1: Oh, it's a nice ornament.
3: Want to describe it to the audience? That is uh, an
1: old-school flatbed truck, Redskins colors, Redskins logo on the door with a Christmas tree in the back. It's a little truck. Fresh-cut tree.
3: Yeah. Oh, it's out of stock. I would get it for you, but maybe next year. Sorry. Thanks, Tess. You missed out.
1: I'm glad I described it to the audience. (laughs) (laughs) That's nice. Oh, by the way, it's out of stock. By the way. Right. That's such a nice ornament. It's sold out. They love the Redskins so
3: much, people, that they, yeah, they can't get enough. Uh, uh, by the way, you don't, don't read the back of the shirt. But look at the back of the shirt. Don't read it Yeah. That's pretty funny. That it's is a good Redskin one. Redskins shirt. That is,
1: that is a good one. Yeah, bad words, I, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. No, bad, really right. bad
3: words. I don't Smart. think I could. That's a
1: not safe for work okay. shirt. Yeah, it's funny. NSFW. That's it. You think Aikman, let me ask you, next year, you think Aikman's a GM in the league? I do not.
3: Uh... I think when to smoked this fire, I'm lukewarm on that he will be an, uh, a GM. Lukewarm. We'll
1: come back. We got the three for you. Kick off the third and final hour. It's Taz and the Moose with you, CBS Sports Radio.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too